Hello, and welcome to First Prez Youth Group Podcast. My name is Gabriel Perez, uh, the youth pastor here at First Prez, and this week we are talking about joy in the Advent season. Uh, previous two weeks we talked about hope and peace, and this week we are drilling down on joy. For those students that have been here during our Fruit of the Spirit series, or for those of you might have been just in person listening, all leaders and other people, um, we've already explored uh, joy in the context of Fruit of the Spirit, uh, but this week we're going to looking at it in context of the Advent season in relation to hope and peace. Um, so, that being said, I uh, pray you guys can glean something from it. Uh, I do apologize at times for being a little repetitive during the messages, you know, in the moment. I don't always realize it, but listening back, you know, I get to I get to be hypercritical of myself because uh, I'm the one who taught it. And uh, yeah, so I do apologize at times if it can be repetitive, but I do hope in the end uh, you can gain uh, or be at least be blessed uh, by the lesson, uh, focusing on joy and where our joy is actually found which is Jesus. So let's get cracking. That being said, guys, we're going to hop into some worship. Um, so we're going to pray, and then we're going to get started. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for today. Uh, we just thank you for the time we have tonight just to be able to um, gather together as your family, uh, being able to hear a lesson um, about you. And uh, as we turn to worship you, Lord, I pray that you would just um, help us to focus and not distract each other, not be talking to our friends, but um, really just be tuned in to what you have for us and just giving you the praise that you deserve, Lord. In your mind, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, capo three on that one. I think this is no capo. We're about to find out. Hold on. There you go. All righty, guys. I know it is joy to the world. Because guess what? It is a Alrighty.
Bro, chill. Start that one over again. Sorry, sorry, guys. Shh. All right, girls in the front row. Hannah, thank you. All right, yeah, I'll start off on that lower one. All right, I try to like not go lower for you guys because the lower is kind of hard, but then like going super high is also super hard. So it's all right. Anyway. It's okay. It's all right. We'll, fi we'll figure it out. Just follow along. All right.
focused. Uh, Lord, help us our, uh, to tune our hearts into uh, what you have to say, Holy Spirit. Uh, Lord, just be present. Um, help our, our mouths to be closed and our ears to be wide open, Lord, um, and that we would just be receptive to what you have for us tonight, God, um, that it wouldn't be um, about us at all, and we wouldn't want uh, any attention on us, but God, that we would give you all the attention, all the focus, and all the glory because uh, you're worthy of it all. It's in my name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, so welcome to week three of our Advent series, guys. Um, last week we talked about peace, and week one was about hope for all of you guys that have not been here. Um, and we also talked about what Advent actually is and what Advent means. So can anybody tell me what the word Advent means? Isaac. Arrival. Arrival. Advent literally translates to the word arrival. So you're, you're all good. I'll, I'll, we only got like, I think, four like big things, but anyway, we're all good. Um, so, um, and in this time of Advent, we talked about what Advent really is all about. It's all about Jesus. It's about the arrival of Jesus, the advent of God to the earth. So, um, and he is the reason for the season, and we're here celebrating him um, during this crazy holiday time. So, this week we are looking at... Joy! Now, everybody say joy. <laughs> I know. And, and I, I, clicked, I clicked on it, but I also apparently clicked on the mouse thing. And That's it didn't like trying to make a rose. Joy. All right. <laughs> there you go. We are talking about joy. All right, real quick. Everybody say joy on three. Joy. One, two, three. Joy. Joy. That was so bad. That was, that was on me. I know. That was, that was my bad. All right, we are talking about joy, which <laughs> Sophia has a lot of tonight, which is, I'm loving it. <laughs> she just said, my dog smells like There you go. All right, so, all right, listen, listen, we've talked, listen, shh, we've talked a lot about joy in the past. Shh. Sophia, thank you. 
I love you. I love you guys, but I need you to chill for a little bit. All right. So we've talked about joy in the past, right? So for all of you guys, does anybody remember what series we talked about joy in? You guys remember? Yes, the fruit of the Spirit. Yes. Um, yeah, so we talked about joy in the fruit of the Spirit as joy is a fruit of the Spirit. But today we're going to be looking at how that's actually relevant to Christmas and kind of why joy is a part of the Advent calendar and kind of why that's important for us and how it really affects us past Christmas. Not just Christmas itself, but past Christmas as well. Um, and really kind of look at the bigger picture of things. So some of the things might sound familiar from our, our um our past series through the fruit of the spirit. Um, and some of it will definitely be illuminating for all of us in different parts. So as we're looking at joy, um, we also have to point out that joy and happiness are not the same thing. So for instance, uh, Christmas morning is a pretty happy day, right? For the most part, does anybody like, anybody just love Christmas morning? Anybody yeah. just all about that? Anyone enjoy. not about Christmas morning? Oh, Anyone hate base. it? Oh, wait, no, all about that base? You kind of, Huh? Getting up? Oh, that's fair. That is fair. But actually, that is. Listen, but that's actually a good. That's actually a good point because that relates a little bit to what I'm going to talk about. Listen, so. Christmas Day, for the most part, it's kind of peaceful in the mornings at times, right? When you first kind of wake up, there's almost like this serenity, this like weird like calmness over the whole morning when you wake up. Even if you have to wake up earlier than you want to because your parents are like, get out of bed and you're like, I want to sleep in, um, which happens to me all the time. Um, except when I like when I got older, it was like that. When I was younger, I was like banging on my mom's door all the time. I was like, and it was like 11 o'clock and my mom's like, gosh, shut up. Um, so it was great. Um no, no, no. 11 the next morning, bro. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like straight like the next morning, like 11 a.m. You're not going to open gifts till like past 11 a.m. That's crazy. When I was younger, okay, listen, focus on the story, all right? Listen, listen. So anyways, Christmas morning, it's filled with family time. Hey, guys, focus. Hey, all right. Shh. Guys, guys, focus. No side conversations. This is not conversation time. This is focus, listen, lesson time. Cool? Cool. Thank you. We need to get through this, guys. All right. So it's filled with, you know, family time and presents. And, you know, usually it's pretty, like, happy. Even for even if you don't have a lot and even if those things don't aren't necessarily the, the greatest, most luxurious Christmas time, it usually is a happy morning, right? Um, and there's something special about Christmas. And, and depending on the circumstances, though, and depending on how things go in the morning, then actually the happiness that comes on Christmas morning could even be taken away. It could be simple as having to clean up. Because you're like, kind of ruins, the, you're like, oh, Christmas morning's so great. And then you're like, all right, start cleaning all your crap up. Start getting stuff in the, you know, the kitchen ready or whatever. Um, so one year there was a family actually making Christmas breakfast. Um, and there's some teenagers in the house. There's some little kids, and there's obviously mom and dad. Um, but the younger kids are going crazy, just having tons of fun. They already open all the gifts. They're clean up all the wrapping paper. But at the same time, um, while the parents are there, they're tired. They're trying to get everything ready, and they like call their teenager from off the couch, and they say, "Hey, I need you to go take out all the trash and help your younger siblings." And they kind of they get a little bit short with their teenager, and they're like. Oh, they look at him and they're like, dude, get off your butt. I know it's Christmas, but go help your younger siblings. Come on, go do it. Go clean up. And the teenager's like, ugh. Like, gives them like, dude, come on. It's Christmas. What are you doing? Like, why are you bossing me around? Like, I just want to enjoy my morning. And in this moment, in that morning, there's this already this great Christmas day. The tension starts building. Mm -hmm. 
a, a very happy day already starts getting ruined just slightly more. And the tension builds and tension builds and it's just like this irritation between mom and kid or dad and kid. And it's like, oh man. But what was already a great day now is already kind of starting to fracture a little bit. Because if you're looking at happiness, the happiness is now being taken away out of that situation. Because happiness is temporary. It, it's, it's based on the situations that we're in, not necessarily something bigger than our situation. And so we can't conflate happiness and joy in the same thing. Because yes, that happiness was there initially, but it can easily be taken away by even a small thing, by even just tension in the house or even arguments that break out. And if we stop right there, then that day and that morning or that time ends up kind of being tainted, right? You're like, Christmas was fun, but you kind of have that extra thing that you have to say like, yeah, Christmas was good. Just, yeah, okay. So there's, there's a little bit of something that almost kind of taints and added on there. And that's why happiness and joy are two different things. But one of the best days of the year has its happiness taken away because of circumstances that have changed. But joy can last even in that situation. Even when there is a family fight or an argument that is had or little kids are being crazy and obnoxious and crying. Because joy on Christmas turns our hearts and minds away from the situations that we're in and makes us look towards the day or what the day is all about. When we have our hearts and minds filled with joy, it's when we're looking past our circumstances and looking to the bigger picture about what the day is about, what Christmas is about, which is Jesus. And it's important to note that joy doesn't just come from nothing. Joy doesn't come from nothing. When we say that like, hey, like, hey, there's joy, like we should have joy. Joy doesn't just show up randomly. Joy isn't just present all the time and you're just like, hey, I'm going to go hang out with joy over there. Joy is not something that is just always present and doesn't just always come from nothing. It doesn't just happen willy-nilly on its own. And we can't think that joy will just show up and be there consistently for us all the time in our lives. Because it doesn't depend on our situation, but joy does depend on our perspective and where our hope is found, where our peace is at. When we're celebrating Christmas, we're celebrating the coming of the Savior to us, the arrival of God himself to the earth. And in John uh, seven twelve, Jesus says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus is the light of the world, as the Bible describes him. And prior to him arriving here on earth, we were, imagine if we were in a dark tunnel. The world was in, is in darkness without hope, without any way to get out of the patterns of our sinfulness. Blindly walking around without any concrete hope or anything to really grasp on or look towards. But when Jesus came to earth, he showed us the light at the end of the tunnel. If we're in a dark tunnel, Jesus is the one who's shining a light at the very end. He opens up the entrance and gives us and shows us the way out. He becomes the hope that we can now look to. And it's when we're in that dark place, in the hopeless tunnel of life, that when we look towards that light, when instead of we're clambering around in the dark, when we actually look to the light that God offers us, the hope that we have in Jesus, when we place our faith in Him to save us from ourselves, to save us from the darkness that we're surrounded in, then we can have hope. 
And that's where hope is found. That, that's the basis of everything. And so it's the initial part of everything that we're talking about is the hope, the, the light at the end of the tunnel. That's the hope that we have, which is Jesus. He shows us the way out of our mess, realizing that he is the one that we actually need. We realize, hey, there's the, there's the way out. There's the way through this mess that I've been stumbling around in. It's not just you trying to figure it out yourself and digging a hole, but usually you're digging the hole in the wrong way. You're trying to do your own things on your own effort, but that doesn't lead to hope. It feels hopeless because all your efforts, everything you're doing, you're trying to find a way, trying to find a way, but you don't know where you're going. But that's whenever he shows us the light at the end of the tunnel and we have hope in him. So hope comes from our initial faith in Jesus. And peace, that shalom that we just mentioned earlier, comes from the new relationship with him. Shalom, or peace as it's often translated, comes from being complete in Christ, realizing, hey, the hope is seeing the way out. And peace comes from realizing that's the way to go and walking towards it. Peace comes from realizing I'm moving towards the way out. I'm realizing that's the way that I need to go. And you have comfort and peace. You have completeness knowing now you have a relationship with him and you're heading towards the light. You're heading towards the hope that you now can see in the world, in your own life as well. And it comes from being complete in Christ and now having that God-shaped hole inside of all of us filled with the Holy Spirit. It's cool because the Bible talks about that when we put our faith in God, that he makes his home in our hearts. We become temples of God himself. And he says, I will make my home with you. I will show you how to live, which way to go. And I will always be your reminder, your teacher of what is right and what is wrong and where you need to go and where your hope is found and how to live for me. And it's relationship with God, talking with him, reading your Bibles, just praying to him, being connected with our creator, walking towards the light. That is what leads to peace. And that peace is impossible to have without the hope being in Christ. If you're not walking towards him, you're just walking blindly. But when you do walk towards him, you're walking towards the hope and that leads to that peace. So our hope is found in trusting in Jesus and our peace comes from a relationship with Jesus. And lastly, our joy is the result of hope and peace in Christ. So you talk about joy not being based in happiness, but joy is the result of having hope and peace in Christ. It's, it's something that overflows out of us because joy isn't based on our circumstances, but it also doesn't come from nothing either. So joy actually comes from, it flows out of our hope and peace that is found in Jesus. And without faith, a relationship with Jesus, we are left with only happiness that fades away. And it fades away with our circumstances. But joy is lasting and greater than our circumstances because it focuses on God and not ourselves. It focuses on the hope and not our circumstances and the things that are happening around us. And joy is a celebration of God and all that he has done and then all is he, that he will do, both for you and for everyone else. Joy is rooted in celebration in God celebration in what he's done and, and the fact that you're able like you're like wow i'm going towards the light like i see it i'm I, you can celebrate that god like you're taking steps closer and closer to god and the closer you draw to him the more joy you have 
So we talked about in our Fruit of the Spirit series how like the fruit of the Spirit is, is the fruit. It's, it's something that is born out of that relationship with Him. And so when you're taking those steps with Him, you get more joy, more peace, more patience, more kindness, more goodness, more gentleness, more self-control. All those things come out of the relationship with Him, which is us walking towards Him in that peace. In James 1, it actually says, Consider it pure joys, brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Not lacking anything, I should say. Sorry. So this tells us that it's a joy, actually. It's a good thing when things are hectic, when things are crazy. Because when we're actually living for God and things get hectic, God's allowing those things in our life to be able to depend on Him more. He's allowing us to be going through hard things. He doesn't necessarily protect us from every single bad thing. He doesn't cause bad things to happen to us. But whenever hard things come in our way, when there's a, there's a path and something to overcome, and we keep moving towards Him despite something that's in our way, we learn all the more how to draw closer to Him. Our faith grows stronger. Our hope grows stronger. Our peace grows stronger. And thus, our joy as well becomes stronger. And that's where consider it pure joy. Because we know that when we're drawing closer to God, things are going to happen that aren't necessarily great. But when we keep consistent with our faith, God uses that to bring even more of Himself and His love and His joy and His peace and His hope into our lives. It's a beautiful thing. And even if it's like hard, and, and I've shared this story plenty of times, um, but it's just like, it's not dependent on our situation. And if our joy was only based on that, then I'd have a lot of situations in my life where I wouldn't be joyful about the things that happen. Um, so if you guys don't know, I had um, a friend of mine. Uh, he's like a brother to me. Um, his name is Mikey. Uh, I've told you guys about Mikey plenty of times. But... Um, Mikey uh, was killed by a drunk driver when he was changing a tire um, on the side of a highway um, about five years ago. Um, and you know, I'll tell you guys, I was living in California at the time, um, and he was in New Mexico where I grew up. Um, and I remember being so heartbroken because I lost my brother. Um, and it was something that um, I'm never going to forget, ever. Um, it was never something that's going to be um, easy for me to talk about or um, think about because um, I loved him so much, you know. Um, he was uh, literally, I didn't, I, all I had is sisters growing up. Um, but Ben and Mikey, my two best friends, they were my brothers. Um, and we stayed friends even after I graduated high school and into college and after I moved to California. Um, and so it was like this, like three, four years after I had graduated high school, and we were obviously still close and still had friends. and um, then I got a phone call from my friend Ben and, um, he told him Mikey died. And, uh, just in that moment, I just sat and just cried and I had such despair. I felt no hope at that point because I was like, gosh, dang it. Like, why, why Mikey? You know, he was such an awesome guy and I loved him to death. But the really cool thing that came out of that, and I know it sounds weird, but the cool thing that came out of that was the fact that at Mikey's funeral, a lot of people got to hear about the hope that we have in Jesus. And a lot of people that didn't know about Jesus got to hear about the fact that we could have a hope in Him that is greater than the life that we live now. 
that we don't have to fear death and the grave whenever we have a faith in him. And that even when a believer dies, if we know someone has a relationship with the Lord, I don't have to be sad about it because I know they're with the Lord in heaven. And I also know they're in a better place than this earth ever could give them. <laughs> I could want Mikey to be with me right now, but if he was a believer, I could celebrate every single day knowing that he is with God and that he's feeling no more pain. He doesn't have to worry about stress or anxiety or sadness or hurt or pain. He gets to live a life fully with God in heaven. And that hope was offered and shared to every single person at Mikey's funeral. And the entire church was packed out with people. Out the door. And I remember I was in the front row. And I was like crying my eyes out. But I was praying like, God, you say you can turn even the worst things in our life for good. And the Bible tells us that. And that even in the worst times we can have hope. That we can have joy in those times. And so I prayed. I was like, God, you say this, then use it. Do something with it. Because... I'm miserable right now, but I need you to do something good. I need you to bring joy and life in this. And I can look back at Mikey's funeral, and yes, I miss him every single day. I love him. I love him so much. I wish I could hug him. But I also know that a lot of guys that I knew growing up got to hear about Jesus. That a lot of people that would never have ever heard about God and even walked into a church in their entire life got to hear about the hope of Jesus. They got to hear about how good God is and how much God loves them. And I can look back and yeah, it was a funeral and I was crying my eyes out and I was miserable. But I'm so glad that that happened at the same time because so many people got to hear about Jesus. And that's so good. It's so amazing that even in that moment, God could do something so awesome like that. And it doesn't have to be a sad moment. Yeah, it's sad that I miss him. But I'm rejoicing and so happy that so many people got to hear about God. They got to hear about something so good. Because he turns even the situations we're in when you have a heavenly perspective, when you look to God in our worst situations, he shows us the hope and the joy and the peace even in the worst times. Even at a funeral for Mikey, I was thanking God that a lot of people got to hear about Jesus. And going back to that story of family on Christmas, you know, parents are irritated, teenagers are upset and angry, toddlers are screaming like crazy. The happiness is gone. Happiness has completely left the house. <laughs> There's no happiness going on. Everyone's irritated and pissed off, and they're hungry, and the bacon's burnt. You know, mom's angry at dad, and dad's angry at mom, and then the kids are all frustrated, and everyone, no one's having a good time. <laughs> but in that moment, the family gathers the kids together. They gather everybody together, and they apologize. Make a conscious effort to put to rest the things that upset everybody that had happened. And then they pray. They remember what God has done for all of them. They recognize that none of them is better than each other. That none of them should say, oh, I, I'm better than you. You should be listening to me. I have the right to be angry at you. They realize, hey, we don't, we don't need to be like that. We should forgive as God forgave us. We should love like God loves us. And they make peace with each other. They remember their hope. That hope in Jesus that they have leads them no longer to be upset, not to rage against each other, but to a place of shalom, of peace. Understanding that God died for them, that they have life in him. 
that they don't need to despair or be worried or be angry about anything. That the day isn't about the burnt bacon or some attitude that you gave to some other person or the kids running around crying. Christmas is about Jesus. And he's bigger than our situations that we're in. He's bigger than the frustrations we have on that day. And in that moment, the family experiences peace and joy again. Remembering that it's not about what they're going through, but it's about what the day is about and the sacrifice that Jesus gave for them. They realized that their relationship with Jesus was bigger than anything that was going on. Their circumstances didn't determine their hope and peace, but it was their recognition of God that allowed them to draw closer to him to be able to have that joy once again. It was once they remembered that hope that they found, once they remembered their relationship with God and all that he's done, they gave up all of their sinful anger and resentment and frustrations, and they were able to rest in God's peace and have joy in that day. Because they got to celebrate the fact that they're forgiven. (laughs) They have a relationship with God. And that's something that's so amazing that God doesn't care what we've done or what we've gone through or who we are prior to knowing Him. He just says, I paid the price for you. I love you. He has open arms waiting for each and every one of us. It's a joy that we have because He is our light that shines through the darkness. He shines through our sinfulness. He shines through our own selfish ways. And he shines through all the world, all that the world throws at us. And we say this all the time. I tell all you guys. But if you don't have that peace and trust in Jesus today, um, don't wait to receive the joy and the love and the relationship and the peace and the hope in Jesus. God offers that gift to every single person that is willing to take it. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to be special. We don't have to earn God's love. We don't have to earn a relationship with Him. God just looks at us and says, Hey, you're worthy. I died for you. I love you. All you have to do is just say, Jesus, I'm tired of living for myself. I want your love. I want your peace. I want your joy. I want a relationship with you. Forgive me for all the things I've done. Let me have that peace that you offer. He has it ready for anyone that's willing to accept that. So don't wait. Because the joy of the Lord is just waiting to be (laughs) shared with everybody. Let's pray. Father God, um, we just thank you so much. Um, Lord, that... uh, Joy isn't based on our circumstances, but it's based in you. It's based on what you've done for us. It's based in who you are. God, we're never too far gone. We're never too sinful for you to look at us and say, hey, I still love you. You're worthy. Lord, um, you came down to earth and you didn't have to do anything for us, but you did everything for us on our behalf. Because you love us, Lord. You died for each and every person here on earth. And God, you're just waiting to accept us into your family, to forgive us of all that we've done, and just to let us receive a relationship with you. To have hope, hope everlasting. And Lord, joy isn't 
you know, it's something we talk about a lot for Christmas, but it's it's just because it's based on you, God. It's based on what you've done. So in this Christmas season, let us not lose sight of the fact that it's not about the presents or the family time or the bacon in the morning or the peaceful sleep you get. Those are all great things, but those are all extra things. They're all extra because the basis and the real thing we're there for, what Christmas is all about, is you, Jesus. And everything after that, it's just bonus. That's a cherry on top of an already amazing, amazing thing that we have. We love you, Lord. And we thank you so much that you love us more than we could ever love ourselves. Do you mind any we pray, Jesus? Amen. 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 you guys go. And there you have it, guys. Um, that is our lesson on joy. Hope you guys are blessed by it. And hope you guys can have a great week.